And good morning, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live here out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVY, the voice of the in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach Yenser, and around here we wish you on our Tuesday shows a happy Wednesday Eve, Matt Neely making the magic happen on the other side of the glass, as always, and to all of our listeners who really make this magic happen, happy Wednesday Eve, happy Tuesday. Good morning, Matt. Always good to be with you. Happy Wednesday Eve. Happy Cherry Cobbler Day, Zach. <laughs> Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? I hate to disrupt your uh, your program with the Neil, but, uh, you know. Oh, man. What was it yesterday? Yesterday was, was it Love a Tree Day? Uh, it was. I think you're correct. Yep. It was. It's but also Telecommunications was, Day, which I think we're depending on heavily we today. There we go. Yeah. Yesterday was my uh, was my uh, day to make up and make good with the Palo Verde tree, the state tree of Arizona. <laughs> you're back on speaking so terms. We're, I'm, and I'm literally back on speaking terms. Someone mentioned today, oh, it's nice to hear your voice back. And I go, it's nice to have it back. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Palo Verde tree is, is not being kind to people. But uh, it's always a special day here on Tipping Point. Matt, good to be good to be with you. It is uh, it is election day. If you are a city of Tucson voter, uh, and if you're an American, uh, big day in what four or five different states in terms of uh, in terms of primaries and all that good stuff. So uh, Proposition 411 will know its fate later tonight. It's the road bond in the city of Tucson. Uh, we might talk about that a little bit, but not before. Uh, we spend uh, half of this hour with our very special guest, one of my favorite guests ever on the program, Carol Stewart, the Associate Vice President for Tech Parks Arizona. Let's welcome her aboard this morning via our live line, 520-790-2040. Carol Stewart, good morning. Good morning, Doc. It's, uh, it's, it's good to be with you. So I've got a bunch of questions for you, of course, but for the five people who don't know yet about Tech Parks Arizona. What is Tech Parks Arizona? Uh, what do you guys aim to do in the region? Then we'll get into some updates. Sure, so Tech Parks Arizona is sort of an umbrella um, label. So that represents the um, UA Tech Park at Rita Road, which is um, basically 1,300 acres, 2 million square feet, that houses 6,000 knowledge workers, one of the largest employment hubs in the region. Um, it also includes UA Tech Park at the Bridges, which is a new development, 65 acres, much closer to the uh, uh, university at the corner of, of um, I-10 and Kino. And then um, also UA Center for Innovation, which is our startup science and technology incubator. Very cool. Uh, certainly the second segment will take on a little bit more of a uh, broader economic development flair uh, for uh, for the region, but we wanted you on because there's some big updates since the last time we had you on. Uh, the refinery is officially open. Uh, who's moving in now and in the future, and what's the goal of this space that is, as you mentioned, um, very near to downtown and the University of Arizona? Awesome. I mean, this is, this is a pretty exciting um, time for the UA Tech Park at the Bridges. You know, it was 65 acres, much more um, um, a smaller. Oh, did we lose Carol, Matt? 
No worries. We'll work to we'll work to get Carol back. Am I still here? Oh, there we go, Carol. You're with us. There Happy uh, Telecommunications Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, what I was saying was that you know this is a pretty exciting time for UA Tech Park at the Bridges. Um, that that land was acquired back in August of 2007. So let's just think about that. 2007, and our first people have moved in April 18th. <clears throat> excuse me, 2022. That has been quite a journey for that for wow. that project. I know, right? <laughs> so, um, 65 acres. It's a much more obviously urban focused development, um, and the refinery is the first building at the UA Tech Park at the Bridges to open. So, we're very excited, mm-hmm. um, and it's home to you know it's going to be home to a dynamic community of tech companies working alongside the University of Arizona organizations. Um, and right now, we have four projects that are on the go. As I mentioned, the first one, the refinery, the first organization to move in was Tech Launch Arizona. Um, again, April 18th, they were the first ones in, um, and we couldn't hold them back, I'm telling you. They were asking every day for the last 90 days before they got in when, when, when they were going to walk through those doors. Um, next, it were actually is probably going to be Research, Innovation, and Impact, um, and that's the group that I report into at the university. Um, that is the office responsible for advancing, you know, our excellence in research across the University of Arizona. And then, um, you know, really exciting to Tech Parks Arizona is we're going to have another um, outpost for UA Center for Innovation, UACI. And this is going to be um, an incubator for probably tech-based um, science and technology startup companies. We're not going to have wet labs or dry labs. It's going to be um, traditionally more of a tech space. And, and then... The other organizations that are moving in fairly quickly, um, the UA um, Applied Research Corporation, UA ARC, um, that's a, an organization that provides products, services, um, and solutions to national security challenges in the U.S. government and industry. They'll be moving in shortly as well. On the horizon, we have UA Online. They've started tenant improvements on the third floor, and that's U, um, U Arizona's online college program ranked in the top 10 online bachelor's degree in the nation. I think that's one of our best kept secrets. People don't know about that. Um, and they've been, they've been scattered around in a bunch of different locations. So now they have the ability to come together. And then we're going to have a small presence by CAST. Um, CAST is the College of Applied Science and Technology located in Sierra Vista. And they're going to have a small outpost hmm, um, cool. there in, 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 in the bridges. That's awesome. And, and then you might have mentioned, but the companies that are hosted across Tech Park sites, so we've talked about the refinery specifically, that's kind of the, the feature update, but of the, of the multiple Tech Park sites around, uh, around the Tucson, greater Tucson region, there's what, 70 plus companies now uh, incubating, for lack of better words, uh, in, in a Tech Park today? Sure. So UACI, the UA Center for Innovation, um, today they have 73 startup companies Jeez. in the program. Isn't that incredible? And and I was also told by the executive director that by the end of this week, we will likely have 76. Um, so I don't know Jeez. where the ceiling, when we're going to hit the ceiling, um, you know, we're looking at them we're with eagle eyes um, and we're saying, you know, is there anybody that we should be kicking out because they're not doing you know, they're not doing the work. They're not, you know, <laughs> working through the program. Every one of them are hunkered down and working on their, their new ventures. So That's we're not so cool. kicking anybody out right now. 
That's so cool. I think we've been talking with you, Carol, um, you know, three or four times a year for the last couple of years. And I want to say, I can pull this data, I'm sure. Well, you can faster. Uh, but I, I think it was 40 to 50 when we started talking with you. Certainly two or three months ago, I think we were in the 60s. And now we're into 70 companies, which, which I think is just a... Uh, uh, enormous growth of companies who are in Southern Arizona saying we're going to grow here to the resources that the University of Arizona provides. It's it's a really great growth trajectory, I would say. It's 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 amazing. I mean, this is this is this is really um, beyond all of our expectations. And another initiative that we're working on, we'd like to take this success and we'd like to push it out to other parts of Arizona. So we're going for some. We're um, uh, attacking some funding. We're pursuing some funding. Um, to create a rural incubator network because we want to see this success out in, you know, seven, eight outlying municipalities. We want to see them, you know, have some homegrown success um, with their with their new ventures and startups as well in their own backyards. I love it. We're with Carol Stewart this morning. If you just joined us, uh, she's calling by our live line, 520-790-2040. Carol's the Associate Vice President for Tech Parks Arizona. When we come back from our first break of the hour, we'll do part two um, of this conversation. And uh, I think the question will be, who cares? And, and I mean that in the most light, fun way. But there's so much happening to the University of Arizona. How does that trickle down uh, to kind of you and I listening today on the air? How does this benefit our region, better job opportunities, a growing economy? That's my question for Carol Stewart on the other side. Uh, this is our update from Tech Parks, Arizona. Later in the hour, by the way, uh, Anthony Avila will be with us. He's with The Drawing Studio, part of our series and partnership with Vantage West Credit Union about organizations of all kinds who have thrived and innovated out of COVID and have a bright future ahead. After some of the heavy topics we've talked about on this show, we get to look to the future and talk to some organizations today uh, doing good work in the region, uh, creating a bright future ahead. We'll be right back. I'm your host, Zach Yens. You're listening to Tipping Point on 1030 The Voice. news at the top and bottom of every hour 10:30 the voice trusted local news and talk Hi, this is Ethan Orr from the University of Arizona, where we apply science for sustainability and economic opportunity. At the Arizona Cooperative Extension, we focus on youth leadership, water conservation, and environmental health. If you'd like to find out more about urban agriculture, youth development, or creating a healthier environment, call me, Ethan Orr, at 520-621-0906, or visit us at extension.arizona.edu. With preseason and the season opener in the books, FC Tucson is looking forward to a great season, and John Perlman and his squad aren't slowing down. Join your FC Tucson soccer club Saturday, April 30th, May 7th, and May 20th for Let's Go 520 night, celebrating this great city. Get your season or game tickets at fctucson.com, and let's pack Kino Stadium this season. That's fctucson.com. 
Tucson homeowners, do you have equity in your home and would like to sell but are afraid that you won't be able to find a new place in this market? Well, you're not alone. That's why CNC Partners has put together an innovative way to make your next home dream come true. They work with local investors who can purchase your home for cash, pay above market value, waive the appraisal, and provide you with the option to lease your home back to you for 12 months until you can find a new home in the Tucson market. If you'd like to see what that cash offer might look like with no obligation, go to TucsonCashOffer.com. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. Zach Yenser here, host of Tipping Point, and I want to tell you that Decibel Coffee Works is the coffee we drink at home and while we're out and about. Run by a great local team of people who care about the Tucson community, you'll find a variety of great coffee drinks, beans, pastries, and more. There's also a rumor ice cream is on its way in 2022. To see their full menu and varieties of roasted beans from around the world, visit DecibelCoffeeWorks.com and visit them at 267 South Avenida del Convento. Mention you heard about them on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for 10% off your next order on anything you buy. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. When you manage your money with a credit union, you're taking true ownership of your finances and how your money impacts the community. Stop letting banking just happen to you. Bring your money home to Vantage West. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, this is Tom Sullivan. Join me weeknights from 7 to 10 for The Tom Sullivan Show on 1030 KVOI, The Voice. We're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona. You're listening to Tipping Point. I'm your host, Zach Yenser, on this Wednesday eve, Tuesday morning. Carol Stewart is our guest, the Associate Vice President for Tech Parks Arizona. Our first time we got an update uh, about the refinery being open uh, and uh, over 70, I think it's what, 73 uh, companies who are uh, incubating uh, through the resources of the University of Arizona, Tech Parks Arizona, University of Arizona Center for uh, Innovation. Uh, Carol, I wanted to ask a few uh, kind of uh, 30,000 foot questions. Um, we have some, in my mind, clear industry uh, clusters, I guess is the economic development word, growing around the new space industry, mining, biosciences, health sciences. I think the question many people who've lived in this community for a number of years have is, um, yes, we know that there is so much happening uh, within the four walls uh, of of institutions and classrooms and research spaces associated with the University of Arizona. How do we accelerate uh, that kind of spilling out into the community, commercializing, uh, growing jobs, and kind of creating a brand for this community? What is the role in your mind of Tech Parks Arizona uh, to grow that and to make that happen? 
Well, thanks for that question. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty heavy question, Zach. So um, I'll do my best to. Uh, I practiced to this that. morning. I think, I, think we've got, I think we've got a great story to tell. Um, you know, the University of Arizona is a tier one research university. Today we have $761 million in research that we do every year with a moonshot goal of being a billion dollars a year. I mean, there's only good things that can come with that. Um, as an example, you know, what can the tech park do? We can facilitate, um, you know, the place um, for, for that research in, in some, some aspects where re- academia, government, and industry all come together. Um, a great example is the, uh, is the Mission Integration Lab. It's going up right now on 36th. Um, that's the north side of the, the UA Tech Park at the Bridges. And, you know, in the, and the, the university itself has a journey and a goal to becoming number one in astronomy and astrophysics. Um, and this integration lab, I mean, it's a very unique looking building. It's our first research um, building that's, that's at the Tech Park in the Bridges. But, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a magnet for industry. It's going to be a magnet for additional NASA funding projects. And uh, and I can't wait to, to be able to open that up to the community so they can see, you know, what exactly is going on in there in this high bay balloon facility that they're mm. building to work on payloads, um, research payloads to go up into space or just just shy of space. So, you know, we are university based economic development and that's our role in this community. I love it. I forgot to mention at the start of the uh, the start of the show, uh, Carol, that it's a it's a beautiful day in the space city of the Southwest uh, here in Tucson. So I just wanted to I remind everybody of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get at least ten people to say that with me in at least a few rooms a week. So uh, I hope you're on that list, Carol. <laughs> Absolutely, count me in. Uh, speaking of uh, kind of the moonshot and, and big things, I had Barbara Coffey from the city of Tucson uh, on last week to talk about uh, what does Tucson growth look like. And I think we had a, a, a kind of a, a very, very conversation. We talked about some of the things that have momentum right now in the city and her department. We also talked about the fact that regionally uh, we've had the second worst COVID jobs recovery. Wages are down by 2%. Uh, our, our economic growth is 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 being outpaced uh, by most of the rest of the state. We're not sharing yet in the success that many parts of the state, including Casa Grande and Coolidge, um, have seen. Uh, what can we do better, Carol, to to grow high wage primary jobs, even by uh, incubating them ourselves, which I think you have a, a large hand in? I ask you this question, Carol, because your work prior to Tucson was in a community uh, much like Tucson in Canada, adjacent to a city much like Phoenix. You've lived, I think, the answer to my question, and I'd love our listeners to hear the answer. Uh, What can we do to kind of supercharge the growth of some of the seeds in the ground right now? Um, That's... You know, I worked with, um, and I listened to, I remember uh, um, last week, Barbara, and, and you having a chat about this. So I've actually worked, and Barbara and her team have done a great job. I was actually asked to um, be on their, the working team for the comprehensive economic development strategy that they just updated. So I was, I was deeply a part of that um, as an industry representative, as a university representative. And it's nice to, you know, make sure and influence that all the cluster focuses are aligned with the university's specialization. There's so many things that we're top of in the world when it comes to the university. So we need to consistently align ourselves, all of our economic development um, 
you know, strategies and execution and activities need to align with those. Um, you know, here at the Tech Park, I mentioned earlier that we're one of the largest innovation, or excuse me, uh, workforce hubs in the region. And I mean, our average salaries here are, you know, 10, 20, $30,000 more than the, the, the regional average. So, you know, do we have some work to do? Absolutely. Um, but we also, we also, um, you know, need to understand, you know, the areas that we can, we can really double down and focus on. Where can we actually start to put some, some, some initiatives in place? I heard a recent uh, stat that the graduating class at the U of Arizona, U Arizona which I believe was about 8,000, mm-hmm. um, just, you know, just recently, um, and, and was surveyed and 43% of them would like to stay in Tucson after they graduate. Hmm. Now that's a pretty incredible number. It is. So it's I higher than it's been too. But we need to we need to do a better job of connecting them with industry to fill those positions and keep the talent in the region. We we got to stop the brain drain. Um, so I think that that that's definitely something that's very focused. We can we can put programs in place. Um, we it's an initiative that we can actually tackle. Um, you know, when I sit around a CEO table a couple weeks ago. And, you know, they have hundreds of jobs open and our graduates would be would be perfect um, for them to walk into those jobs. Um, and then it was a cross section of industries. And uh, so we, we have to find a way of keeping those grads in, in, in our community. And these are great paying jobs. Um, so so we need to we need to we need to tackle that. Um, I also heard a, a stat from Ian Rourke from Pima, Pima Community College. Um, and, and, you know, we have the Workforce Investment Board that's working on this, but we only had 48% of our eligible workforce is employed, leaving 52% disengaged. Ouch. That, that's, a, that's an incredible number. And so, you know, we are working, I, I sit on the, the workforce, the WIB, uh, Pima, the Pima County WIB Board, um, and, you know, we're talking about this on a regular basis. We have subcommittees, we have working committees, so, you know, how do we re-engage that, that, you know, eligible workforce? Again, it's another initiative that we can tackle head on. These are challenges that we can overcome. Well, Carol, I always enjoy my conversations with you because, again, like I mentioned, uh, some of your most recent experience was over a multi-year period in a place like Tucson uh, and uh, in no small part to your work, um, that area, kind of that corridor, uh, the analog of there of Phoenix to, to Tucson, uh, became one of the highest, uh, most innovative, uh, most technologically advanced corridors uh, in North America, if I have all my information straight. So I always love to hear yeah. your perspective on things. Carol, I could talk with you for another hour, uh, but that's, uh, that's not uh, um, uh, possible this morning. So let's leave it there. Thank you so much. Uh, for coming on and the update. Congratulations on continued success at Tech Parks Arizona and the refinery being open, and we'll do this again soon. Great. Such a pleasure. Thank you, Zach. Carol Stewart, Associate Vice President for Tech Parks Arizona. Uh, When we come back from our bottom of the hour news break, a few words from me, and then we'll talk with Anthony Avila from The Drawing Studio, part of our Vantage West Credit Union series. Don't go anywhere. 
Tucson homeowners, do you have equity in your home and would like to sell but are afraid that you won't be able to find a new place in this market? Well, you're not alone. That's why CNC Partners has put together an innovative way to make your next home dream come true. They work with local investors who can purchase your home for cash, pay above market value, waive the appraisal, and provide you with the option to lease your home back to you for 12 months until you can find a new home in the Tucson market. If you'd like to see what that cash offer might look like with no obligation, go to Tucson cashoffer.com. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. With preseason and the season opener in the books, FC Tucson is looking forward to a great season and John Perlman and his squad aren't slowing down. Join your FC Tucson soccer club Saturday, April 30th, May 7th, and May 20th for Let's Go 520 night. Celebrating this great city. Get your season or game tickets at fctucson.com and let's pack Kino Stadium this season. That's fctucson.com. When you manage your money with a credit union, you're taking true ownership of your finances and how your money impacts the community. Stop letting banking just happen to you. Bring your money home to Vantage West. Federally insured by NCUA. Helping you make better money decisions is what the Ramsey Show is all about. Today at 1 p.m. on 1030 The Voice. And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona. Good morning to you. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVOI, The Voice, daily in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. We just said goodbye to Carol Stewart, the Associate Vice President for Tech Parks Arizona. Um, Their task is to be uh, an economic development uh, element of the University of Arizona. So we always enjoy her uh, conversations with Carol. Uh, Up ahead, Anthony Avila will be with us from the drawing studio. Uh, we'll be talking about how that organization has really taken some big steps forward during and out of COVID and uh, what's up next for them here in Tucson. Before I get going, uh, this segment is supported by two of my favorite local businesses uh, in Tucson. Little Love Burger is downtown, a few doors down from the Rialto Theater. They're serving up the juiciest burgers, loaded hot dogs, some ice cream milkshakes, local brews and breakfast sandwiches. Uh, head down there uh, for uh, 15.15% off your next order by mentioning that you heard about them here on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser. And of course, uh, much of this show over the years has been fueled by Decibel Coffee Works, a great local team of people who care about the Tucson community. Uh, go visit them at 267 South Avenida del Convento at the Mercado San Agustin Annex. Uh, for 10% off your next order on anything you buy by mentioning Tipping Point with Zach Yenser. So if you're looking for uh, lunch and a coffee downtown, might I recommend 
um, you lean on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for some great discounts from some great local businesses we got you taken care of. The Rogers Yenser rate is growing. Uh, thanks to uh, uh, thanks for thanks to Matt Neely for uh, for that terminology. Uh, it's stuck. It's stuck with me. Uh, but I wanted to mention, and uh, again, this is this is fresh and new, uh, and I'm I'm just looking at it now. But uh, a listener uh, of the show uh, sent uh, messaged in uh, a little bit earlier and said, "Hey, have you seen the news about Huntsville? Huntsville." Uh, named, yes, that one in Alabama, named the best place to live in America by the United States News and World Report, quote, once a sleepy farming town, Huntsville, gained national recognition during the space race of the 1960s and is now consistently among the fastest growing metro areas in Alabama. Rocket City is what it's called. And of course, I messaged uh, back uh, right away and I said uh, four words. It could be us here in Tucson. And actually, I think the two communities share a lot of similarities. Rocket City, the number one best place to live. The rankings page uses the following to describe Huntsville. Uh, the metro area has the most educated population in the state. A large portion of the population works in engineering and defense thanks to the large presence, presence of NASA and the U.S. Army's Redstone Arsenal. Uh, Huntsville City Center has undergone a renaissance in recent years. Uh, the rankings weighed factors like a quali- like quality of life, the strength of the local job market, and the affordability of housing. And its final list, Matt, where have we heard the scorecard of affordability, opportunity, and quality of life in the space city of the Southwest? You are. Matt, I just, Matt, I just have a dream. I think, you know, Tucson could be uh, named the best place to live in America by U.S. News and World Report. If Huntsville, Alabama can do it, Matt Neely, Tucson, Arizona surely can. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, not, I didn't say today. Uh, I, said, I said someday in my lifetime, um, average, what would be? In the next 50 years, I talk about that time frame quite a bit. Um, look, this is a community that has embraced its its place uh, in the in, in, in United States space exploration and military installations. There, uh, they've come around uh, their their industry uh, expertise, and they focused on the scorecard. G- guys, I don't make this stuff up, right? I say this on the show a bit. I'm a storyteller. And I know every time I say that, eyes roll. And it's okay. Keep them rolling. It's fine. It doesn't bother me. Uh, I think my job is to look at trends and say, what is the line that is, that, is, that, that, that is through these stories? And what does it mean for us? And on this show, I've said successful communities. Let's talk about the best place to live in America by U.S. News and World Report. Focus on affordability, opportunity, and quality of life. I'm not smart enough to come up with that by myself. I put, an, I put a label on it and I say what the three themes are, but this is stuff that is well-researched. It's lived by millions of Americans around this country. The places you wanna go and the places you wanna stay uh, are focused on affordability, opportunity, quality of life. Let me just read that again. The rankings weighed factors like quality of life, the strength of the local job market, and the affordability of housing. Can I encourage someone today that this is not hard? 
yeah, the policy is hard. But understanding what makes great communities is not rocket science. Certainly for Rocket City, Huntsville, Alabama. This uh, listener who messaged in said, said look, at the, look at the rankings. There were more houses that have been built. Housing is more affordable. Crime is lower. Uh, there's been more job growth uh, in the community over the last 10 to 12 years. All the metrics, right? When I said, here is the strategy for a great Tucson, the keep it super simple strategy, bring cost of living down, create higher wage jobs, done. I'm gonna shut off, uh, I'm gonna shut off the mic, Matt, and I'm gonna go walk home. That's it, it's all you need to know. Right, we're not talking New York, we're not talking Miami, we're talking Huntsville. A mid-size American city somewhere in the American South, figured out what it was good at, made sure that the scorecard was checked off, got named best city to live in America. And, 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 and so to Matt's hallelujah, is that today in Tucson? No, but if Huntsville can do it, Tucson can do it. Tucson's never gonna be Austin. Tucson's never gonna be New York City. Tucson's never going to be Phoenix. And can I make the case today that we probably shouldn't want to be? But if we can be the best mid-sized, 33rd largest city in America version of ourselves, if Huntsville can do it, we can do it. So many thanks to the listener who sent this in. Got me on my soapbox again today. Send me stuff. Often it gets on the air. Uh, the crowdsourcing of this thing we do called Live Local Radio is one of the most fun parts. We get, to, we get to create this hour together. I really mean that. It happened today. We're going to go to our first break, last break of the hour, rather. When we come back, uh, Anthony Avila will be with us from the drawing studio, uh, a, a spotlight on that really cool organization many have never probably heard of in Tucson, part of our Vantage West Credit Union Spotlight series. We'll be right back. Politics, the issues that matter to you. 1030 The Voice, Tucson's trusted local news and talk. Zach Yenser here, host of Tipping Point, and I want to tell you that Decibel Coffee Works is the coffee we drink at home and while we're out and about. Run by a great local team of people who care about the Tucson community, you'll find a variety of great coffee drinks, beans, pastries, and more. There's also a rumor ice cream is on its way in 2022. To see their full menu and varieties of roasted beans from around the world, visit DecibelCoffeeWorks.com and visit them at 267 South Avenida del Convento. Mention you heard about them on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for 10% off your next order on anything you buy. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. 
Zach Yenzer here, and I'm so excited to be a part of the launch of the Little Love Burger as they're growing in Tucson, located just a few hours down from the Rialto Theater. Little Love Burger serves up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. Little Love Burger is open Sunday through Thursday, 11 to 9, and Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10. You can follow their bee on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson. Don't you want some burger to love? Did you know that Arizona is the first state in the country to implement a program like Earn to Learn has right here to support students with matched college savings? Through your investment, you enable students to leverage their own savings and resources to acquire the life-changing asset of a college education. If you want to be a part of increasing students' earning potential, minimizing student debt, closing the opportunity gap, and putting deserving individuals on a path to success, go to earntolearn.org to find out more. Hi, this is Ethan Orr from the University of Arizona, where we apply science for sustainability and economic opportunity. At the Arizona Cooperative Extension, we focus on youth leadership, water conservation, and environmental health. If you'd like to find out more about urban agriculture, youth development, or creating a healthier environment, call me, Ethan Orr, at 520-621-0906, or visit us at extension.arizona.edu. Why I love where I live. It's a brand and movement that began here in Tucson to spark gratitude and celebrate the good things about where we live. Located in the open air Mercado San Agustin Annex, just west of downtown, it's a great place to shop or spend time with friends as you enjoy food, drink, and other shopping options close by. Find gifts, toys, books, and clothes that will help you celebrate where you live. Visit them at the Annex off the I-10 at Cushing and Avenida del Convento. This is Bill Buckmaster. Join us for the Buckmaster Show at noon on 1030, Tucson's Voice for Trusted News Talk. And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVOI, The Voice. Uh, this segment is brought to you in partnership with Vantage West Credit Union. Uh, we call uh, we call it our essential uh, customer series, our essential supporter series. We talk with organizations who not only survived but thrived through COVID, and now uh, on the other side uh, have a bright future ahead. We want to get to meet them, spotlight them, and uh, the the term essential worker uh, became culture community wide. We're encouraging essential supporters, people. Uh, who will support, donate to, uh, patronize some of the great organizations we talk to. And today we're talking uh, with the drawing studio. Anthony Avila is with us, uh, the development manager for the drawing studio. Anthony, I've practiced your last name. Did I get it right? You're close. Avila. Avila. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get it right. That's I a, wasn't that's even right. close. That's all right. Avila. Yeah. yeah. You get as close as most people. Oh. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you for a while, actually. Yeah. But I've never had... I don't come up to you and go, hello, Anthony Avila. Right, exactly. I just say, hey, Anthony. Yeah. So this is new to me. Yeah. But good to have you here. Good to have you have the headsets on. Uh, congratulations on your new-ish role. Not really that new, but yeah. uh, you've uh, been growing rapidly in the organization, and the organization itself has been growing rapidly. So good morning to you. Yeah, good morning. And I wanted to say hello to my niece, Marina, and later my nephews, Kai and JR. 
Uh, they're five, six, and seven years old, and so this is part of our effort to continue to grow the yeah. young, the young supporters of Tucson. I'm all about it. So, with that, tell us about the drawing studio mission, vision, work in the community. My hunch is that uh, a number of people listening haven't heard about the drawing studio, and they need to know. So, sure, yeah, we've been around for 30 years. No uh, way. Yeah. I started in 1992 by a group of students and artists, professors at the University of Arizona and in the community, and they just started teaching each other art, and now it's grown to you know, thousands of students 30 years later. So we're a community arts nonprofit, and we provide classes for adults, for youth. Um, you know, we have a strong drawing series called Drawing Fundamentals. We teach in six classes all the you know the basics of, of drawing and how to, to build that practice uh, from charcoal, watercolor, etc. Um, and we also uh, partner with organizations like the libraries or senior living centers, and you know have our teaching artists go and 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 teach art out in the community. Uh, and I think that that word community is really important. You know, it's not just about you know, me doing art myself, but building with other artists and appreciating and talking about that art. Uh, so it's something we're really proud of. We actually used to be downtown, and now we're at Tucson mm-hmm. Boulevard and Glen. And um, so I hope people mm-hmm. come by and check us out. I drove by. Uh, I drove by the location the other day on accident. I was in the air and I went, okay. "Oh, that's where it is." Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, fairly centrally located. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, close to the north side of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah we like our the yeah the accessibility from lots of different parts of town for sure. For sure. Uh, in what ways have uh, t- tell us? Because just in talking with you offline, it sounds like there was actually some growth and shift and uh, kind of an expanded mission vision uh, of the drawing studio during COVID. And I'm always curious to talk with organizations about. Uh, about what that looked like. I've actually found that uh, some of the most transformational um, uh, improvements or growth to organizations actually did happen during COVID. And so so what did that look like for the drawing studio? Let's get you a little closer to the mic so we can sure. we go. Yeah, so there's, there's some things we did as an organization that looking back we're really proud of. One is that we asked for help and like mm. so many people we were mm. in in crisis didn't know what the world was going to look like and so our supporters really stepped up we had a lot of folks who had paid for classes that kept those credits instead of asking for a refund they kept those credits on or a lot of them donated that to us and then others went above and beyond and, and supported us even more so that's how strong our community mm-hmm. uh, was and has been and is that so many people gave um, another thing is we pivoted to do virtual programming. Mm. Almost all of our our art classes have just always been in person, and mm-hmm. so that was the model that we knew. And we w- had to quickly, you know, shift and say, okay, how can we provide this online? And there were a few teaching artists who were had some experience in that, and so they mm. volunteered or they took the time to. Um, to teach the others, you know, and, and build our virtual programming. This not only worked with our adult students and 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 then we had our youth programs in-house, but we also went to the schools. And so there were a lot of, you know, every school went on Zoom, you know, pretty much. And so we were able to provide art classes in a really critical time for these youth who were stuck at home. Uh, so that was a, a another way we pivoted was the virtual programming uh, and then this one is we're really 
proud of and excited about, and I hope people will come check it out. Next to our property is a plot of, of land that was just kind of barren lot, and we couldn't go inside, right? It was, it was we, we weren't sure about the safety of being inside, so we uh, worked with Watershed Management Group, you know, really great outfit in town who, who's, you know, building up the aquifer and, and landscapes, natural landscapes in town. And so we created uh, rainwater harvesting features in the land and, and have um, native plants. And so now we have this place just next door to us that is capturing rainwater building back the earth we call it our free the earth garden and students are going in there and and drawing and painting and and eating lunch and and so if you if you think about art we are so much so many times inspired by nature right so much of the subject of art is nature and so being able to be in nature just in our backyard is really great. So we have volunteers who have built that up. So that was, that's one thing that came out of the pandemic that we're going to keep building and, and uh, adding to this beautiful landscape. That's very cool. Yeah, I always like to talk to development managers uh, because... We're the best. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you're certainly some of the most fun people to talk to because you, uh, I think, are on the front lines of understanding the vision of the mm-hmm. organization because you're tasked with uh, putting the fuel in the tank mm-hmm. of raising the resources to make it happen. So mm-hmm. um, when it comes to future initiatives and plans, I was like talking to development managers because you're, you have the big idea, but you're also like the foot soldiers to go and get the mm-hmm. resources to make it happen. So what are a few future initiatives and plans that y'all have at the drawing studio that you're excited about? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one, one other thing that we, we had started before the pandemic was our ready work. Uh, an initiative. So Ready um, is race, equity, access, diversity, and inclusion. And you know, because of the stopping of the pandemic, we had, I think, some time to reflect on who we were as an organization and where we wanted to go. Um, and so that's something that we've really doubled down and invested in. And so now we have, you know, two to four times a month, we have free classes for um, you know really wanting to reach and and build up center. Um, you know, traditionally marginalized communities and, and teaching artists. And uh, so that's been really exciting. It's, it's really brought this richness and this vibrancy that we're going to continue to uh, to expand that and just really look at, you know, who's included in art. If you look at the famous, you know, artists and, and painters, they're all men, you know. So it's like, what's up with that, right? How can we be more inclusive and really expand um, who's who's uh, included in the art conversation and and um, and community? Um, another thing is where uh, we actually are looking to we have an active plan to expand and we're in the quiet phase of that. So this isn't public yet. This is between me and you, Zach. So just what, can can I break it to you? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> this is a live radio oh, show. Oh, no. <laughs> um, um, that's a that's a wink wink. Yeah, yeah. No, but, uh, but our listeners can't see the wig. Sorry, yeah. everyone was like, "Oh, like, so so." Here's the thing: if you're listening, you're in the inside scoop, and you can uh, just contact me. And uh, so I'm giving tours of our campus and talking about the vision of the. Uh, I know I got to work on my dry humor. Sometimes it's too. Oh, oh it worked. It worked. But but people can't see the what we're looking yeah, at each yeah, other. Yeah. So. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, so we, we do have um, looking at ex- expanding our campus, the actual square footage of it. So we're going to be uh, I'm doing tours to, to show people that. So I'd love to have people down, you know, mm-hmm. c- contact me there. I'd love to. I always like to leave enough time to um, talk about, you know, if somebody listening has, you know, a child or a grandchild or is interested in participating themselves, let's start with uh, participation and we talk about support. Uh, what's the best way to, to get people involved with the drawing studio? Yeah, that's great. So we have a website. It's uh, thedrawingstudio.org. So there you can find most information. And if uh, you can't find it there, it has our phone number, 6200947, Tucson area code. And, uh, you know, we can help people sign up for classes or, or, you know, whether it's those free classes or Mm -hmm. paid ones. We do have scholarships. We're moving toward a pay-as-you-can model that we're really Mm -hmm. wanting to raise the funds to be able to do that are your classes regularly scheduled or how does that work um it's it kind of depends on the season or month you know it's it really was disrupted during the Mm -hmm. pandemic so we're moving back to having a more regular Mm -hmm. uh, schedule of building that programming back up Mm -hmm. Uh, we do have our our art of summer youth program that Mm -hmm. we just released the dates for so anyone who has kids between i think it's nine and seventeen you know, we do have youth programming in June and especially July, so I hope people Very cool. uh, spread the word and, yes. and get folks signed up for that. I love it. And they can find out all about that and the application all on the website. Yeah, yeah. That's and awesome. I think I think calling us is a great way. The website is uh, – um, it, it's – it, it does its job, you know, but, you know, we can we can help a lot more when they call us. I know the development manager, and he's going to work on that. Oh, absolutely. Right, absolutely. Right. We're building more, down to the budget. More dry humor. <laughs> more dry humor. Of course, Anthony with us is the development manager yes. for the drawing studio. Uh, if somebody wants to support the work that you're doing, they catch the vision even from just this show, and they want to support uh, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, I would say call the drawing studio. You know, ask for me. I'd, I'd love to talk to anybody who listened to the show. Um, bring them down for a tour. Um, you know, we do have the donate button on our mm-hmm. website. You know, we, we are a nonprofit, so we take um, you know tax deductible donations, mm-hmm. and that really goes a long way toward our programs. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, a great opportunity in the in in the city of Tucson in the region. It's not city of Tucson specific. It's regional opportunity to get young people uh, involved in uh, in artistic expression uh, in your work to expand who can receive that opportunity. I think is great, um, and certainly this summer. Many parents, I'm sure, listening, grandparents listening, will um, will will love to add this as another option for for uh, the off school kind of period of time. So, yeah, yeah, we, we definitely had a lot of parents call during the um, just when we reopened and saying my kids drawing all the time, mm-hmm. and you know they're looking at YouTube and all this stuff, and so um, they're really wanting to get them into a place to have practice. Um, And so it's really exciting to provide that for the next generation. Very cool. Uh, One more time, your website and phone number real quick. Yeah, website is thedrawingstudio.org, and our phone number is 520-6200947. And we are located at 2760 North Tucson Boulevard. We have a great new mural. We just partnered with MOCA and their uh, minor mutiny teams with 
So come check it out. Very cool. Anthony, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for being with us. Uh, excited to spotlight your work and all the great things you're doing. Yeah, thanks so much, Zach. Thanks for having me on. Fun to be here for sure. That does it for us uh, on the show here today. Hugh Hewitt up next, Bill Buckmaster after that. Keeping it local. Keep us on your dial. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to talk with the United Way. Uh, their 100-year anniversary uh, created by 1055 Brewing Company. The United Summer Ale will be released on May 19th. We're going to promote it tomorrow. A portion is donated to United Way right here in Southern Arizona. Fun show tomorrow, Wednesday. We'll see you there at 9. Thanks for listening, Tucson.